1: Chicago Bulls coverage show I am your host Keith Cork and I am joined as always by my good buddy and co-host here Mr. Trey Hill to break down a Chicago Bulls victory in the playoffs against the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks um, just feels good man feels good k- to get a W you know it feels good because I, I want to say I had at least three interactions on Twitter with people Trey uh, that no ball I'd say no basketball better than the average person that said the bulls are absolutely going to get swept absolutely no no way they're going to take a game from the bucks the bucks just had their numbers and so you know what the bulls can just lose this series now because in my mind we're already uh, you know we've already proved the doubters pretty much wrong and uh, it was a good victory man uh, How how are you feeling
2: the same exact way as you after they had they they fought back in the first game they weren't able to close it out, but they were able to f- to fight back and take the lead not once but twice on the bucks in game 1 and then to get out to i think what they say i think it was an 18 point lead at one point yes. the bucks battled battled back with the bulls yes. being able to to close it out and really close it out with effort and defense it wasn't like demar i think demar missed like his last six or seven shots something like that it wasn't yes. like they were able to lean on him to close the game out the it was, they had two offensive rebounds on that last clutch possession it was just it was it was like watching the Bulls early in the season when everything was clicking and just the effort level was ramped up to 100 and it was uh Kobe White had a quote about how he could tell the difference in the intensity level between you know regular season and playoffs and the second game of playoff experience for these guys, uh, it showed a little bit. I th- I think they were they didn't get punched in the mouth like they did the first game, and it was just a fantastic game. Just the I, the uh the cherry on top of a fantastic season for the Bulls.
1: The bull, yeah, the Bulls jumped out. They punched the Bucks in the mouth in this one. They jumped out to a nine point lead in the, in the uh, first quarter there uh, to start the game. Obviously, like you said, uh, Trey, I think effort level. You said you mentioned effort level. I think that has a lot to do with uh, with the Bulls' success here, because at this effort level, what we've seen in the last two games has been heads and shoulders above what we've seen the last three months from this Bulls team, and I don't think that's any exaggeration at all. I think on both sides of the basketball, they are just incredibly improved. Um, so hats off, you know, I know I've been a, a, a critic of, of Billy Donovan's, um, so hats off to him for getting these guys ready, because he definitely has had the right game plan for this Milwaukee Bucks team. And I'm curious to see how uh, Coach Budenholzer, you know, counters and, and adjusts because I think that they did they did make some adjustments there uh, in the third and fourth quarter that did give the Bulls some trouble, especially how they were, you know, guarding the the pick and pop with Vucevic uh, and Demar. Um, so it's something I'm wanna keep my eye on here. And I, I know coach uh coach Bo- you know, Budenholz is a, a great coach. and He's probably gonna have something in his back. But uh listeners, real quick, I want to take a moment to tell you guys to follow at Ethos BK on Twitter. It's the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Go follow it on. But Trey, this is why we say this is why people say when the playoffs start. It's zero zero, baby. Like it doesn't matter. Uh, and you mentioned Kobe White with his statements about, uh, you know, the, the intensity level. It could just be that when the intensity levels turned up, the Bulls actually performed better because maybe they just got complacent and they just didn't have that extra kick in the butt. Because um, man, that defense, especially against Giannis, that defense has just been incredible to watch for me. You know, I like to watch the defense side of the ball. It's been, I, I can't even. I don't. It's not the same team out there. What have you seen on that side? they've been making some shots which which helps but i think
2: having the time to to really put in a defensive game plan the the bulls even in the regular season when they would make their shots and get their defense set they they'd have a pretty decent defense but their communication levels when they were left scrambling and just in general the communication level it was i would say they were they were one of the worst in the league in terms of rotation things things like that and being able to game plan against the Bucks and being just being able to know what you're supposed to do and kind of walk through it and be able to just drill it into these guys who aren't, you know, they aren't defensive player of the year candidates, they're average at best, but just being able to have that repetition, I think that helps them reach, you know, reach their ceiling on their defensive potential on a game to game basis. And when you have the activity level being raised by guys like Caruso green, um, I thought Vucevic was really active on defense yes. early on. Oh, he was
1: great. He was great.
2: But yeah. when when you have that activity level combined with the average to below average guys stepping their games up, that that's
1: just a recipe for success that I think the Bulls have found so far these first two games. Well, what's uh, it, it, fantastic for me is um, you know, when Giannis, if they're in the half court, I mean, obviously, if Giannis gets the ball going uh, full court, there's just nothing you can do to stop him. And we saw that especially in the third and fourth quarters night when the bulls weren't take, taking quality shots and the bucks were getting out in transition um you know you got Giannis going at you had a full head of steam at the three point to stop him um but in the half court the bulls were just doing a fantastic job throwing a second body at him uh you know right when he made his, made his move like i would point to when you know teams are doing that to Rose and basically like Wade knowing when he was going to make his move, uh, just based on when the shot clock was happening, just based on his uh, you know, what he likes to do and and what he always you know does every every possession he has. Like with Giannis, the Bulls are doing the same thing. They're throwing the second body at at him at the right time to make decision making really difficult for him. And then the third guy, the third guy in that equation is you know rotating over to make the open pass for the Bucks the longest pass on the floor, which is exactly what you got to do in basketball. And the Bulls are just doing it very very well um didn't think they had it in them i didn't think this was something that would, they were capable of just from from watching them on defense the last uh, like i said 2 3 months uh, it, it's just been absolutely atrocious so uh, obviously having caruso it, it, you know we got to talk about caruso if we're talking about defense but having caruso back having pete blues back is huge for this team um, and, and so let's talk about caruso i mean this guy Again, uh, I mean, M1. you you
2: mentioned Giannis yeah. in the third and fourth quarters, how he just he took advantage of getting the rebound and literally just taking off and driving and refusing to be stopped. And one of the adjustments the Bulls made was putting Caruso on Giannis, especially, you know, in that open core area, just to kind of slow his dribble down and to force him to, you know, if he was going to go against Caruso back, you know, back him up into the post. And I think that's something we're going to see moving forward it, because. The Bucks are the most dangerous when, when Giannis has a head of steam. You, you just can't stop him whenever he has that kind of momentum. The the Bulls, I thought they did an excellent job in their efforts. I thought they had a great game plan for it, but you literally just can't stop it. So I think the, the biggest thing with Caruso tonight was him being able to step up and slow Giannis down. Because if he wasn't able to do that, I just you, that Giannis train, you know, it it might have just ran the Bulls over enough to to sneak out the victory. But you know, Caruso comes in and he he just does he guards whoever we need him to. He does whatever yeah. is asked of him, and he's just he's a game changer.
1: Yeah. 38 minutes for Caruso, Um, you know, his stat line is never going to be impressive, but he just does so much more. But he did have 10 assists tonight, uh, which is a career high for the playoffs. I think um, also DeRozan, yes, had a career high uh, for points as well. So some career nights here for the Bulls. Um, Yeah,
2: Caruso is just – And it was three of seven from three. Three of seven from three is is, huge. Which is nice to see because his shot has – like we mentioned in the last show, his shot has been lacking since he returned from injury.
1: The Bulls as a team shot 12 of 25 from three. They shot significantly less threes, which was kind of surprising to me. Uh, But they shot it significantly better. Uh, The Bucks were 14 of 36. They shot about the same as as game one. Shot a little bit better than game one, but uh, not as quite as good as uh, as they are capable. I think. But let's talk about so um, early in the game. Bobby Portis comes in. Uh, I think Bobby what played like two minutes. I think (laughs) he played. Uh, five minutes. He played five minutes, 50 seconds, about six minutes. Uh, didn't really notice him out there. He was 0-2 from the field. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. <laughs> I uh, think Thompson gave him a nice uh, elbow or, or something to the to the face. And he had to exit the game with laceration. You saw him bleeding uh from his crazy eyes that people like to talk about. Which uh you know what? I love it. Man, because uh, we know him in Chicago. We know that he uh, gives it out just as much as he's getting it tonight. Uh, and uh, obviously, you know, you, you know, Mitch had to miss basically like what several months when he punched him in the face in the middle of a practice. So uh, I don't feel too bad for Bobby P. Uh, so I didn't, I, I didn't have the sound on yet at, at that point
2: in time mm. when he went out. So I didn't mm. know what happened with Bobby Portis. I thought he got teed up. I thought he said something. No. And went out. So okay, so he got hit, and it was the yeah in the
1: eye. He was bleeding well from his like side of his face. He was bleeding, and I uh, couldn't return. So uh, I'm okay. Okay,
2: because I I, I, <laughs> I saw the I saw the, re, the replay for the elbow, and then yeah. I was like, okay, they're stopping for you know they're stopping. I'm gonna run, and I ran to the kitchen to get some food, and I came back and I saw him walking like they showed him walking in the back, and I was like, oh, Bobby Portis got tossed. So laceration to the eye. That's unfortunate, but it um. Uh, It helped the Bulls probably a little bit. Bobby Portis, is, you know, he's an effective player. But we'll take the injury luck where we can get it.
1: Yeah, and he always plays well against the Bulls. But I think the Bulls did a really fantastic job rebounding. I'm actually going to look at the numbers now because just the eye test says they did a really fantastic job rebounding. They had 48 rebounds. Compared to the 54 uh, for the for the Bucks, so they did lose it. But if you're losing by six uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm really not that mad at that. Um, yeah, I was, you know, I was I getting ready right to say we might. So. Yeah,
2: that that's a win for the Bulls. Whenever mm. you can keep it that close in the rebounding numbers, uh, turnovers. It looks like the the Bucks had 15, whereas the Bulls only had 12, which is which was huge. And I just you mentioned that the Bulls only shot 25 threes. I thought Zach was really effective attacking mm-hmm. the rim tonight. He looked he more com- he looked more comfortable yeah. tonight than he did the in the first game. Uh, that that was beneficial. And I thought the Bulls did a really good job of attacking in the paint, forcing the Bucks to collapse, and then getting good quality three point shots. They, yeah. I, I think they made like six of their first ten, and that just really getting those good open looks just really helped you know, get the game
1: off to such a good start. I think the Bulls on offense did exactly what they did in game one, um, which is, you know, they played through Vooch for three quarters and they, they did that pick and pop with Vooch where they basically forced a, a, a you know, a a, a switch on the Vooch. And, you know, they tried to take advantage of, of that uh, matchup. And if it didn't work, they end up uh, passing it out and getting a good shot. They had really quality shots all game. Uh, and then in the fourth quarter, they went a little bit more iso with, with DeRozan, but DeRozan was so fire tonight and just absolutely incredible that uh, it worked out a lot better than it did in game one, obviously. So uh, it worked tonight. I would love to see them do a little bit more with Vooch in the fourth quarter, I think. I think they did. They went away from that, so that's one criticism I would have um, is that they just kind of forgot about that. They did it a few, more time, a few times in the fourth, which is more than they did in, in game one um but I guess you know Billy might be listening to us right well I yeah I I
2: noticed that they were they were doubling DeRozan hard off of that pick and roll so a few times they just they went straight ISO to keep the pick from happening so DeRozan could get his shot but he did go back to the pick and roll a couple times knowing the trap was coming and then getting the ball to Vooch in that four on three situation and then just letting Vooch make make the right decision whether it whether it's attacking the paint and then kicking out to a three, a wide open three point shooter in the, in the corner, because, you know, everyone's drawing that defense in or just taking the shot himself. Vooch had 10 shots inside the paint tonight. I don't know how many of them were at the rim, but he was, he, I thought he did a good job of attacking the interior and forcing the bucks to to collapse on him. So that's what I would like to see more of. Like you said, playing through Vooch, using those double teams using those switches to to the Bulls advantage and forcing the Bucks to to play that reactive defense like we talked about the Bulls especially early on in this game they were able to be aggressive on defense you know they were they were doubling at the right time they were f- forcing difficult passes like you said and if the Bulls can continue to to do that while also forcing the Bucks to kind of play on their heels on defense that's that would be a huge win for them, considering that the Bucks are the heavy favorites still going forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And um, can't can't say enough nice things about Booch. I did bash him all season, so I gotta say, man, he's just playing incredible basketball right now. Um, really, really letting his you know skill sets shine here. And again, I, I really
2: think he has he needs the the other guys around him to thrive and really have that above average or better. But if you can get him the pieces that he has, he, that's when, you
1: know, that's when he can really, really show the t- his worth. Patrick Williams. So we talked, um, talked a little bit last show and my brother, actually, I, he called me earlier today and we we're talking about it. Uh, he only had three shots in the last game and we were kind of criticizing him a bit for that. I told my brother early on the phone, I said, Hey, if he's playing about 25 minutes, which is what I figured he would get, he needs to get up about seven or eight shots. He ended up playing 32 minutes and he got up nine shots and shot five of nine from the field. 0 of two from behind the arc. But every single shot that he took, Trey, I felt like he just absolutely felt, you know, it felt like he was taking it with confidence and he ended up with 10 points, nine rebounds, three assists, uh, a steal, block. Didn't exactly hit a, a clutch shot or anything like that tonight, but um, I love what he brought to the table. You have to be a weapon out there. You have to keep the defense honest. So I was really happy with his aggression on the offensive end tonight. I was
2: too. I thought he did a really good job rebounding the ball also. Yeah. I know that that's not on the offensive end, but that was that was what really shined to me the most was – just his willingness to be in there in the battle, uh, alongside Vooch because, you know, they, they do a good job of pulling Vooch away and they like to attack him and then leave that rim kind of unprotected. And Giannis, Giannis is Giannis. He's a very physical guy. And Patrick Williams is, he's, you know, he's smaller. He's not as big, but he, when he does get matched up with him, he, he's doing his best to battle him. And, I I couldn't be more impressed or or more happy with how he's done in these first two games. I know, I know we would like for him to get up more shots than he did in game 1, but just overall watching him play given how little action he's seen in the regular season, I'm I'm very satisfied with how he's played. And then um I would like to see him try and get to the line. He didn't get any free throw attempts, but mm. it seemed like the Bulls weren't I I don't know if they just weren't attacking the the paint like I don't have the numbers, but it didn't seem like any of the Bulls were getting to the line except for DeRozan. So I don't know that that's even a fair criticism for him tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's just so much usage. I think being funneled through DeRozan and through Vuch. Um I just don't know if there was enough touches there for for Patrick to really be that kind of aggressive. But you know, nine shots even when that was happening. That's I, I'm all, I'm all for that. And then we had a good another good uh, Patrick Williams defensive highlight again, a block uh coming from the weak side i'm Giannis, and um you know just saving two points from happening i just you know uh, people are, people want to trade this guy at the deadline i think that's absolutely insane i think he's going to be a stud um he's got to give it some time he's still very very young uh and like you said trey he hasn't played a lot he's been injured for much of his career so um got to give him some time to, to percolate here but i think he's got a really nice upside here uh do i think he's going to be like you know scotty Pippen or something no i, I think he's going to be you know fine but uh, he's going to be a very, very nice defensive anchor and guy that can, you know, shoot the ball efficiently. Uh, I would say, like, he would fit that auto Porter role uh, really well, except he'd play a little bit better defense than auto Porter, I think, um, that we were, we were hoping for with a Porter coming over for the Bulls. So uh, it's a guy that a lot of teams are looking for, just a 3-4 hybrid type guy that can uh, guard one through five, basically. And that's what Patrick Williams is. I might actually have to bet his overs uh, next game because, uh, you know, it seems like, He's getting them here. But uh, speaking of betting overs and everything like that, we have a brand new Daily Fancy Partner, app Sports those Thrive Fancy. Prop up with Thrive Fancy on their mobile app or at Thrive thrivefantasy.com use code ethos when you sign up to get 100 percent deposit and match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play pick player props on the biggest names playing every night score points when your props hit and the players with most points win a share of the nightly prize money and check out our sports ethos dfs team or podcast for advice and winners. again that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com so uh yeah patrick williams a keeper right
2: oh definitely um <laughs> the starters we we love the starters the bench it seemed like the bench got shorter the starters played mm-hmm. more minutes tonight i think we had one five guys come off the bench none of them played more than fi- more than 15 minutes uh, green had the most at 14 i like having the shorter bench at, to kind of keep the guys in a rhythm to keep things going smooth and it, i like having the, we had green with 14 minutes white with 10 uh jones with eight and then thompson and I.O. both with seven. I feel like that gives all of those guys a chance to come in and just go absolutely 100% effort. And mm-hmm. that, that kind of shows through whenever they do get to come in the game and wreck it. So it's nice to to have kind of a bench mob 2.0. It's not quite Omir Ashik, Ronnie Brewer and all of them, <laughs> but it, it's a nice crew.
1: Yeah. Uh, I do miss those guys, man. Those are, uh, it's a, it's a, it was a good crew obviously. Um, But no, yeah, not quite that, but uh, Kobe White, I feel like you, you did mention Kobe White there, nine and a half minutes <clears throat> just about for him. And, and I, you mentioned, you know, kind of got pulled a little early. I thought, you know, right exactly the way he should uh again instant offense is what we're looking for with kobe white he took five shots in those nine and a half minutes he was out there I, that's okay I, I want him doing that i want him to use many shots as possible one of one from beyond the arc he had five points but um but one one, you know, five shots in that short of time, and he just wasn't shooting it that well. Uh, felt like the Bucks were seeking him out and taking advantage of him on the on the offensive end themselves. So uh, he pulled him. He pulled him, and I was happy to see that. I thought that was a good in-game adjustment. It's something I've been critical of of Billy Donovan in the past. So uh, give the guys flowers again, man. I think Billy's doing, you know, a masterclass here and really showing me uh, something. Like I said before, I think this is really an evaluation for me for Billy Donovan more than it's anything else. I don't expect the bulls to eat win this series, even now I have more hope now, obviously not one, but uh, it's more so an evaluation of, of, of Billy Donovan for me and how he's going to do uh, going forward. How about you? What, what are you looking for in this series, man?
2: I agree. It's really about Billy Donovan. And I want to see which players uh, bring it when it comes to the playoffs. I want to I wanted to see the guys step up. I wanted to see what kind of effort level they had and Really everything that I've wanted has been checked. The I feel like Billy Donovan has made the right adjustments both. I felt like he made the right adjustments going from game one to game two to get the bulls off to the good start. And in good in-game adjustments tonight to finish it out. Along with the he has the bulls prepped, ready to play. He has them amped up and the energy levels ready to go. So that that all of it passes the test for me. I think Vooch has really got to show his value and show why why it's so important. We I th- I think the backup big is really the spot that has been the, the glaring weakness. But other than that, I think everything I would want to see in these playoffs, I've already seen. And that's just being competitive against the defending champs.
1: And Trey, as you were talking there, I just got some in- uh, some breaking news here from Mr. Shams Rania here on Twitter. It looks like Chris Middleton did suffer a sprained MCL in his left knee, uh, according to Coach Mike Budenholzer. Just looked up the recovery times there for, for a sprained MCL and we're really looking at probably at least a one to two week uh shelving here for Chris Middleton. That's big, man. And this is why you you hang in series, you hope for the best. And you never know. Like I said in the last episode, we could be a sprained, you know, Giannis ankle away from having a good shot at winning this. Um, Middleton being out is huge. That's big. I mean, I'm not gonna say the bulls are favorites now. There's no way I would ever say that. But it does give it, it opens the window a little bit more for the Chicago Bulls team, man. Uh, if Middleton has to miss a couple of weeks here, so that that's big news, Trey.
2: That is big news, that is very significant both for this series and moving forward. I had the Bucks winning the title, and I definitely don't have them winning the title now given that news. Um, yeah, yeah, that's huge for the Bulls. And if they can, if they can continue, if they can at least get a split in Chicago. And, you know, 2-2 going back to Milwaukee. I'm happy with that. Like, I mean, obviously I'm happy with that. Before the series started, I said I just wanted it to be competitive and I wanted the Bulls to win one game. Boom. I've got what I've wanted. Anything else is just extra. But now that Middleton's out, I'd really like to see the Bulls keep that effort level up. I want to see them stay competitive and make this a series because – this is a team that when everyone's together, I, I really believe that they they can compete with the best teams in the league. I think they have that kind of talent when they optimize that talent properly. Not having Lonzo Ball, you know, that's a hindrance. Seven three-pointer, you know, seven three-point shots a game, 40%. That When you lose that, that's hard to replace. But the guys we have... I still think they can compete with, you know, some of the best teams in the league. And I want them to continue to show that. I want Billy Donovan to continue to show that he can keep making adjustments. He can keep having the Bulls in competitive situations. And I just want, I want the Bulls to matter, to continue to matter. I don't, I don't want that second half of the season feeling to be something that lingers.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, we were really down on this team. You know, it was hard not to be. Um, we were hoping for one win here in this series. We got it. Um, two is what I really hope for in my heart of hearts. Um, you know, I, I think that's definitely doable. I, Middleton being out does not in any way guarantee the Bulls are even going to win one more game in this series. I don't want to fool people into thinking that, but he is a huge part of what what the Bucks do. They said on the broadcast really night uh, before the injury happened that Middleton takes his team from being a good Bucks team to a great Bucks team uh, he's just very important to them especially in the offensive end uh, I mean he's a two-way player though so you, yeah, on both ends really but uh, his ability to hit jump shots I think is probably the biggest thing uh, that he brings to this Bucs uh, team and so it, it is really big and significant news that he's going to be out um, still trying to process that I mean uh, you know, if the Bulls go back to, to the UC here, Trey, uh, and it's going to be wild, man. Chicago, Chicago, it's all on you guys here to show out at the UC. Come out for the Bullies, uh, you know, root for them. Make that place go nuts. Make that place hop and Really get in the Bucks' head, man. Uh, there's, obviously, nothing,
2: there's nothing more guaranteed in this world than the Bulls <laughs> fans showing up, whether it's home or road. They, well, the they, the, were, know, number, they yeah, were number one in attendance in this attendance, year in both yeah. home and in – and in road attendance in terms of percentage of, fan, like, sellouts. But the Bulls were the, the best-selling team in the league this year. And I, I cannot wait to have playoff basketball back in Chicago. Yeah, you guys got to we got to go
1: down Sarah in the UC because if the Bulls can pull out two wins in the UC and you know make this Bucks team go down three uh, one potentially without Middleton, there's going to be an MRI tomorrow uh, to determine if it's torn his knee, uh, something his meniscus uh, MCL at his knee uh, to see if that's torn not miscus, I'm sorry MCL uh, and so we'll we'll get more information there but uh, regardless of Middleton plays or not if we can get two in the UC and put this team in a hole uh, man. Things are gonna get just get crazy and look really good for us, so it's gonna be exciting uh, next you know four or five days here uh, to see how this plays out, Trey. Um, I, I'm just excited about this bull squad, especially after seeing the first two games. Even if the Middleton stuff didn't yet happen, uh, even if we didn't even secure this win, just seeing how they played against this team the first two games, I'm I'm feeling up on this team now, man.
2: Yeah, I I'm back. You know the high is back, and I. Even when the Bulls, you know, they they likely lose this series, I I hope that we can remember how exciting that first game was and even more how exciting this game was and how the Bulls continued to fight through and how they they took a punch from Giannis and the defending champs and they were still able to finish him off. So, yeah, regardless of what happens the rest of the way forward. We have that regular season success that the Bulls were able to have, especially early on. And then we have this playoff win to hang our hat on and and Patrick Williams not shitting the bed come yeah. playoff time. So I think all of these things like it's this is just leading to, you know, a successful Bulls season. And so tonight was a huge step forward. And I'm just I'm glad I stayed up for it. <laughs>
1: Anyways, the series is tied 1-1. We're heading back to the UC. We are playing on Friday at 7.30, uh, Friday, April 22nd, uh, against this Milwaukee Bucks team. And then we have them again, obviously, in the UC on Sunday. And that's a noon game, an early game. and Those always always make me nervous because I feel like the Bulls always come out flat in the the early games. But that could be true of every team, so who knows. Um, So, yeah, we'll we'll be watching those games close. Obviously, obviously, we'll have those recaps for you guys, just some instant reactions uh, from those games. Please stick with us. If you want to find me uh, on Twitter, I am Keith Cork. You can find me at at BSBP Keith. That's at BSBP Keith. And, Trey, where can the people find you?
2: On Twitter at Final Finally
1: and uh please do follow the show guys at ethos bulls at ethos bulls is the show please go follow it um we need those followers we need you to uh, engage with us let us know how we're doing uh quickly before we do sign off we want to also remind you all to use coupon code hoopball20 at Manscaped.com for 20 percent off your order and for your shipping and also check out our pals at mybookie.ag use code hoopball on the third page of sign up to a mock deposit match bonuses there as well uh but that's gonna do it for us guys and and
0: MIDI clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at
1: the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
0: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point.